Welcome to the first ever episode of Echoes from the Adile, the Dungeon Boys after show, which is also intended for mature audiences only because we do not have filters, but we have fun, or at least we try to. And that's what this is all about, to let you tune into the post-game high we feel after playing. Half the fun of D&D is sharing creativity, silliness, and this kind of magic with other people. And now we want to share that magic with you. In these episodes, we'll share reflections of the most recent episode that was recorded, questions from the players to the DM, or from the DM to the players, the exciting what-ifs of future sessions and what the campaign can hold, we'll dive sometimes a little bit into lore, a little bit into the rules, and a little bit into us and who we are. But we save the best for last. We want questions from you. Mm-hmm. We want to hear what you have to ask the boys. This community has been nothing but phenomenal, and we want to hear your ideas. We love you. Thanks. We love you. Love. Love and stuff. <laughs> Feel free to send us an email with your question or even an audio file of you asking it. You can email us at dungeonboyspodcast at gmail.com and let us know how to shout you out. And thanks for being involved. This specific Echoes from the Adial episode is based on our episode 14, Getting Off This Godforsaken Rock, where the crew of the Ripple faced a group of eyelash bats while trying to rescue their friend Terwin. Oh, Terwin. <laughs> Always getting into trouble. Midway through the battle, the worst happened, and Valen hit zero hit points. Because he was poisoned, he was stabilized, but right before passing out, his eyes turned a wicked green, and he ended up being possessed by his patron, Lilith. Lilith ended up saving the team, just selfishly, to keep Valen alive, but saving them nonetheless. The team tied Valen up, healed him, and made their way back to the ship. After doing their final logs on this planet, they interrogated Valen, and learned what they needed to feel comfortable and still be a team and made their way off the planet. So now you're going to get to listen to the after effects of that with our first episode of Echoes of the Adile. We'll be posting these very randomly after certain episodes, but we will be posting them for every episode on our Patreon. So just for $2 a month, you can get all kinds of art, DM prep and tips, see maps, mood boards, character backstory, and now this. So please enjoy. Let's start with a bit of roundtable. Go ahead and introduce yourself, boys. But as you do, give me three words you would use to describe this episode and how you're feeling about it. Could be coming from you as a player or coming from your character. Why don't you kick us off, Anthony? Hey. Ooh. Hi, I'm Anthony. I play Grayson. Um, uh, to describe this episode, uh, uh, shit. We finally left, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the three words. I uh, feel like it was a long time coming. 14 episodes in, we have finally left Tarrant 19. And now the larger story, I feel like, is about to begin. That's true. Uh, hi, I'm Dylan. I play Temple, your your favorite uh, Warforged monk in the campaign. Um, three words for the last episode. Exhaustion is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. That's all I got to say about that. Love it. 
What's up, guys? This is Lindsay. I play six and three words to describe this. Well, first of all, I need to know, is eyelash bats one word or two? <laughs> I, I've i been writing it down as two. Or, no, yeah, it's two. Is it hyphenated? Yeah. Yeah, it's hyphenated. Is it a hyphenated word? Okay, fuck them eyelash bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I gotta rewrite mine now. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, this is Ellie. I play pants on Stardust Echoes. My three words would be come on Torash. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Grant. <laughs> nice. Come on. Get your shit together. No, but I'm going to go with that one. Because I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but really that's... that's Depending cool. on your inflection, that's kind of a shut, weird... Uh, shut up, Arlen. You don't got to make up, it dirty. <laughs> Hi, my name is Arlen. I play Valen, the Winged Tiefling Warlock. I like to say it every oh, time now. Whoa, wing for Patreon, oh my he can gosh. get it right. He guys. said it right. I got it right if you every pay, time, time except for the you first two episodes. Right. <laughs> I've said it right. You'll never get paid then if he's wrong. what's your what's your three words? Damn, that's actually kind of hard. Um, I had it, and then it was like a flew out of my head. It's telling the truth. Yeah. Just Valen's backstory. Yeah. Backstory is one word. Valen's backstory revealed. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, I know words. <laughs> Secret come out. I know words. I know them words. What's going on, everyone? I am Grant. I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Katal Tarash. And I would say the three words for episode 14 is do it for her. Uh, <gasps> precious. Oh, my God. He's leaning in so hard. That's I'm only said. here for the romance now. <laughs> Holy shit. That's four words, but you know what? It's Torash, so we'll give it to you. The ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So first thing I want to ask, how did you feel about today's episode? How did you feel about fighting some gnarly eyelash bats and then oh, having God. some really real moments and getting off the planet. Anyone's free to just hit that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Did we like Grant go first? <laughs> <laughs> Grant, how do you feel? How do you feel, Grant? Feel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, it, was, it was very interesting to finally, you know, even outside of the, you know, from hearing the previous episodes, it was actually interesting to get into the whole character conversation about the truth behind Valen and, and everything along those lines. So I thought that was fun. Um, genuinely, I was expecting these eyelash bats to just be like like little actual bats, not as big as and fucking hard to hit as they actually were. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a great episode. It was fun to play. I mean, having the whole setup with with Tanner just before that and and everything along those lines just kind of added to the to the suspense of the situation that we were in. But I I thought it was great. You know, it added a lot of added a, I should say it added a lot of character to the whole to the whole episode with with um, you know half of us like getting poisoned and whatnot, and then adding some flavor with. Uh, what Valen had and with his um, Lilith coming around and more or less saving us in the end so that was fun not all demons suck when they don't want to true <laughs> right. well, how did everyone else feel anyone else have anything I'll go yeah I enjoyed art this session um, I enjoyed being able to really dig into I think the last 
combat that we had after we leveled up and picked our subclasses, there was only one. The gelatinous ship shit sack was the only yeah. monster to fight. So I wasn't I wasn't able to use the whales from the grave because it, you have to pick a second creature to use that on. So this was my first time being able to actually use any of my subclass stuff, which was kind of which was a good time, good practice. Dude, you're Phantom's such a good subclass. Ugh, I am so powerful. <laughs> it's cool. Um, however, I think Six was disappointed in herself how she performed <laughs> this combat because she's used to just you know hacking and slashing and filleting the shit out of stuff and this time she got ensnared and she didn't hit one of her hits which is unusual so you know she might have some confidence issues much much more satisfying (laughs) to just destroy your enemy Uh, i liked i liked um getting off world i liked learning a little bit more about valen's backstory and I, I like the progression of Torash and Tarawin's little love story here. This is so precious. <laughs> <laughs> For the love story. I do too. <laughs> I asked you, Torash, like a, a bit ago. Like I had been like, hey, what do you think of this? And he was like, eh, maybe. And you've been the one who brought it up. Like, I'm going for it as her because he, uh, yeah, he's making it happen. <laughs> Are you blushing right now over a fan, no, a, a fiction it. fantasy fucking half elf or whatever? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No way. You know what's so funny? Yeah. You know what's so funny is right, right when you pulled up her little character art in Roll Twenty, I <laughs> very first thing I heard was Grant go, "Oh shit, Terrawin's hot." <laughs> Dude, I was literally thinking that the first time we played, and he saw that he's like, "Oh dang, she's hot." Damn, she's fine as hell. Oh, she's fun. Damn. Personally, as a DM, I've never got to DM any kind of romance at all, even if it's like a lighthearted one. So I think it's awesome. And I love when like podcasts or like live plays that I watch do like PC, PC or PC, NPC romance. So you go for it if you want to. Get it. Fuck yeah, dude. Get it, bro. (laughs) And it creates really special moments in roleplay. Yeah. Overall, five star thumbs up for the session would recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah this this was a good i don't know how much of the based on the cutting room floor but this was a good uh, combat for learning our subclasses and figuring out little little kinks and like features and oddities and stuff for how we do things and you know the specifics of rules because we have a lot of like mechanical stuff in play like um familiars and constructs and like or i guess uh, uh steel defenders and you know key points and it, it's all really interesting getting used to that and applying it um and i think justine's done a great job of giving us uh enough space to do that um in a comfortable and, and fun way Ooh. i uh i'm i'm happy now that i got uh, Ozeron, the little the little Drake. So Grayson's, I think I've talked about this before in another kind of episode we did, but Grayson's uh, subclass is the Drake Warden, which is a newer subclass. And, uh, uh, you know, the feature of that is like you get your dragon companion that like grows with you in strength and size as you progress through the levels. And that's very much like the core component of that subclass. 
and um you know we leveled up to level three a little bit of go and like just the past few episodes i've been able to really do stuff because i finally got got him which is something justine and i had talked about just because you know being on terra 19 it's just like well where are we gonna get where are you gonna get the dragon egg blah 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 and so she and i kind of discussed that but it very much was just like playing a level three character with a subclass without being able to use a subclass so i'm just really happy i'm able to to do stuff yeah. with it now um you got your little baby yeah you. so that's that's exciting and like as cliche as this sounds like genuinely every episode just gets better and better at least from a player perspective like it's just it's just become more and more and more engaging and now that like in a big sense with us leaving the planet the world has like opened wide in terms of like where we can go and what we can do and like with now like we have like different story arcs happening we have like the main thing with the canon and the figuring out the harpers figuring out what the council's up to we now have the lilith subplot um for for valen we have the Terith subplot for grayson and you know more is going to continue to open up with all of our characters as we continue to progress so it's just it's it feels very much like well we have options now and that's always fun for me as a player to like make a choice that feels like that never feels like it's the right choice because it's just like we have all these different things we can pursue and no matter what we pursue something's going to kind of get left and like bad things gonna happen because we didn't choose to go after that so it's just i don't know it's yeah. exciting for me as a player to just be like i am ready to get off Tarrant 19, I'm ready to get into the Adile system now. Yeah, and I, I kind of designed this game to be that Tarrant 19 was the place for you to bond. It was for the place to become a team. It was very railroady. It was very, you're going to do this and go this way and do this. And now you have that connection. You ha are higher levels. You have some purpose and goals. You have connection, right? And it's going to be like, cool, sandbox, have fun. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I built it that way on purpose to give both feels for you as players. Yeah, every episode that gets released, like I know I know, literally I've been saying it. I'm, I know a couple other people have been saying it, but it's like literally every single episode that we do and when it gets released, it is like what Anthony was saying. It's just better and better and better. Like, it's just like I know that, you know, when we share the episodes to have everyone come and listen to it, it's just like, oh, this is the best one yet. And then literally the next one two, comes out two weeks later. It's like, no, this is the best one yet. And then I have a feeling, you know, with with Tanner and, and stuff like that, you know, with just the the story that he added on top of that it's just like oh this is going to be the best one yet so it's like well, and everyone listening will have already have listened to, to tanner yeah 12 and 13 yeah. and i got i actually got like emotional editing that's never happened yeah. to me oh, wow i oh. truly creating grayson's aside i truly got teary oh so i i'm very excited for it yeah. to come out on so, tuesday so hey real time if you're listening to this star talk in the future we're actually a couple days before episode <laughs> 12 was released so yeah i'm sure people think that we're just like blowing blowing smoke and we're like this is the best one yet but whenever i say it i believe it i'm like oh shit this is better than Generally the last is, one yeah. oh shit yeah. this is yeah. better than the last one i think it's just a huge testament to like all of how we've grown as players together and just like the bond oh, yeah. and relationship that we've as like our as our human selves not our character selves but as our human selves we've just really like created a fun bond to play together and just like have so much fun with each other. I feel like we trust each other and it's just allowed us to open up and like expand as our characters as well. 
yeah, yeah we've all just been we've all just been improving and you know justine you've been absolutely i gotta say this you know justine you've been absolutely phenomenal with with us allowing a lot of things in the campaign and you know just your editing skills have just compounded upon itself just to adding music so adding good. you know um uh, you know, sound effects and whatnot. So I mean, it's yeah, Thanks, it's dude. it's just honestly just been phenomenal experience so far. I just I just honestly can't wait to see what the remaining you know remaining however many episodes we have left have gone. And you know, it's it would be genuinely nice to finally play with you guys in, at least once in person. You know, just so we can mm -hmm. have that nice visceral experience of all having reactions in real time. You know, my goal is whenever we can fly you out, Grant. I'm not even kidding. I want to hire like a videographer and like rent out a room and play D and D and have someone just like capture us as a group playing. Fuck yeah, that would be phenomenal. I I would definitely I definitely I would at least like to at a minimum at least like to go out there for the one year like in March. Yeah. yeah later in March. Our one year um, anniversary. That'd be yeah, cool. at least at least just something like That's that and, and whatnot. So I got money in the savings account. I'm trying. Okay. We got, we got, hey, you Patreons, you're making that happen. Thanks. If you want Grant to fly out, yeah, give us a thousand dollars. For everyone who doesn't know, six out of yeah, six out of the what two seven live in the Pacific Northwest. I, on the other hand, live in on the East Coast. So I'm the fucking weird one out because everyone's just like, oh, let's go do this today, and I'm like, oh well. Okay. Yeah, not only do we all live in the Pacific Northwest, we all live like 10 minutes from... Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 15 minute radius to get to any yeah. one of our houses. Hey, to be fair though, what a fucking testament to Grant coming into a group he doesn't know that all players yeah. knew each other, meshing so well, being such a great player. So it's, it's a cheers off to Grant. Well, I didn't really think we'd be like sucking each other's dicks so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. really, I know. Let's, I'm let's, really let's, let's, let's get past the, the circle jerk and get into uh, it. It's been, <laughs> it's been phenomenal. I really like all of you. I really, uh, it's it's like what Justine said. From not only knowing Justine out of the entire, out of the entire group. I mean, I've, you know, I've bonded with you guys electronically you know over the past electronically. Uh, over the past six months and you know I, I genuinely can't wait to meet all you guys in person and just have a fun experience with with actually meeting you guys because it's one thing and him, knowing and him just towering over all <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it, it's it's nice knowing all you guys you know seeing your faces but it's it's I feel like it's gonna be a completely different story once I actually get to physically see you guys and get to experience how you guys are outside of outside of Dungeons and Dragons you know. As soon as you're in town, first thing we're doing is grabbing a pint. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen to that. One of, one of the biggest feedbacks that I hear from people, like actual friends that I know that listen to the show, is that they say, I love it so much because it, it really is just like you're listening to a bunch of friends playing together. It's not doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't just feel like there's the agenda of like getting content or like just executing the game, it's like we're playing to play and have fun and it you can tell and it sounds like it. Yeah. I wanna give some space for Arlen and Ellie. Did you guys have anything you wanted to say about the episode? Or if not, I can jump into the questions part. Oh no, I just, um, the only thing I had to add was just uh, the, the fun prep that you and I had kind of really kind of talking this over like, there were a couple of conversations that I had with Justine where I'm like, hey, this is where I want my character to go. Like this kind of, which, which kind of sprung up that conversations that we had about 
where all our characters want to go and like where we want what we wanted to happen and because she really sprung on Lilith really hard last episode like was like boom and I was like trying to deflect as best I could because I wasn't ready for it so then we had a conversation about okay well this needs to happen now because of this and because of that uh, just for logistics of the whole thing and, and I was like okay cool then how are we gonna how can I then I, I gave her a bunch of like ideas and I was like hey what if this 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 you pick you pick something that's cool but this is a kind of idea of how I want things to go down and uh, just kind of having that really actually play through and still be surprised by it all and not really know what was going on it was, was a lot of fun I like I like when players get excited enough to hit me up not in game it's it makes me feel like I'm a good DM like not saying you guys need to do that but like when a player like like example when Arlen was like dude what what would happen if Arlen hit like or Arlen Valen hit zero hit points like how would Lilith react she'd be pissed right and I was like that's a great question like we could have a con roll for that and what, lo and behold today's episode <laughs> yeah. actually that happened she's like 18 yeah. damage I was like get fucked what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> get wrecked <laughs> Ellie anything you want to add in yeah, I um, this episode was great for the, all the combat. It put into perspective um, because I this is honestly kind of my first time really playing Dungeon Dragon in a full campaign like this. So um, being let's hope you're loving it. Yeah, because we love you. Playing. It's super fun. <laughs> it's super great. Um, I'm starting to realize that I um, when I have played Dungeons and Dragons before. It was short-lived, and I was usually like a barbarian, or because I love barbarians, and uh, or just something that uses a lot of more combat um, usage of weapons, yeah, strength fighter and stuff like that. And um, with this, it's a kind of a makes it more of a learning curve for me because I ask a lot of questions, and I'm also more of like a being an artificer. I've chosen not that artificers can't be more attack and like. Um, build themselves up to be that way, but I've chosen the artificer route of being the support character, I feel like. I can, so I was trying to figure out that balance um, where I could support but also be helpful. Um, and it's, it's hard. And, um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's super fun, and I kind of like that way of being like the support and the person who like tries to make things and comes up with sneaky weird ideas and stuff um so i find that really fun no that's awesome and i think i think that's part of the fun it's trying something new and taking risks and being vulnerable in the game because like Lindsay, Lindsay said it phenomenally like perfectly it's a safe place like we're all having fun and it's i've noticed i've re-listened to older episodes i've noticed that the safer you guys feel the more in-depth role play you do which as a dm that's like the highest my favorite parts are in-depth like I love us fucking around. We'll always have that, which is like our brand. But like, like the temple and six combo, I think to this day is my, and you guys both were thrown off by it, but it was so good. It's like, I think it's my favorite part of the podcast so far. Oh wow. It's just like, it's just like you guys have the space to be vulnerable. And sorry, this isn't role play. You're saying like, I want to create, I don't know what I'm doing with an artificer. I think that's really neat that we provide that space. Yeah. And I, I think that also in what you were saying about how we feel comfortable in different scenarios, um, that there's a place for that, I think, too, when sometimes characters can just step back a little bit and let the characters who can who are meant for those kind of roles can step up and have their moments as well. 
um, which I think is really cool. But then it is super cool when you can have a monk and a assassin character like talk about different things and stuff like that together. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a yeah. well-rounded group that we're a part of. We've made it so, and the time on Tarrant 19 really brought that out of our characters and made us kind of really comfortable with how we interact with each class and stuff. Yeah. And Ellie, I, I really do want to say too that like artificers are hard classes to play and you've been doing a great job. Okay, good. <laughs> you did a really yeah, good job. Seriously. A really I wouldn't, good job. I wouldn't fucking mm-hmm. touch that class. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh-uh. You told me, you're like, I have like no experience. I'm playing an artificer. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's like artificer or sorcerer as a new player, the two classes that are like the most difficult class. To, yeah. And you've yeah. been doing a great job. Lindsay's yeah. first character was a sorcerer. It was the same thing. And I was like, you've never played before. And she's like, I want to do it. Sound I'm cool. going to do it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I fucking love, that was one of my favorite characters. I yeah. loved that character. I am so I attached to pants. Like yeah. me and Justine have had this conversation many times, but I'm like, if she kills me, I am forever saddened. Distraught. <laughs> Distraught. I really, really, really Spot. want Ellie and Dylan to play season two, so I can't kill Pan. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. See ya. We lost yeah, two players. I'd be so sad. Later. <laughs> okay, so for this part, we're going to do a final part. Um, we're basically, we are going to, I'm going to roll a dice, randomized. I have your names on my piece of paper, one through six. And each player is gonna, or each person's gonna get two questions, basically. Um, and and yeah, it's gonna be fun. And you can be as long as short as you want with these. And it's okay if conversation naturally kind of comes out of it too. Um, so yeah, first person up is Anthony. Oh shit. How does your character feel about the rest of the group right now? Um, he. <sighs> Over the course of being on Terra 19 together, he feels a lot closer to them. I, I know, I, I think this episode will be out at this point that, that this um, this Echoes of the Dial System episode comes out. But like there's, there's that moment, I think it was like in a combat where like me narrating what Grayson was doing referred to the rest of the group as his friends. And Dylan was just like, there's that F word finally. And it was, it was like, it was the first time that I or Grayson had referred to any of these people as friends, but that's like where, where Grayson's at at this point. Um, I think especially now after this, this episode we just recorded, I think he has a lot more um, empathy towards Valen and a lot more, he sees Valen in a much more sympathetic light than he has. Um, I think he's still wary of the fact that like just because Valen doesn't want bad things to happen doesn't mean that he's capable of stopping those bad things from happening through him because of the the deal that he is currently in the contract he's currently in and that might be a little bit of just kind of a projection on Grayson's part uh, because Grayson's also kind of in a, a contract that he doesn't necessarily want any part of and he might just be kind of projecting his own fears and insecurities about that onto this very easy scapegoat. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think he, he's feeling a lot closer to, to everybody. Um, the, I think the two closest people he feels to is, is probably Temple and Six at the moment. Um, Grayson and Pants really haven't had a moment together yet. Can I just say that I think first couple episode Grayson 
would have shot Valen <laughs> without consulting anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. There was a, there's He's a little a bit of a I thought he had puppies in his pockets. So I wanted to. There's there, there's for sure some growth there, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be frustrating if there wasn't. When you were like, uh, I'm gonna attack the hell on, hell on, I was like, oh my god, Justine, I was like, don't pull Grayson now, be careful. <laughs> I was like, people are gonna hate you, they're gonna hate you. <laughs> that, that moment, I, like, not me personally, but like the character Grayson from people who listen to the show, like that moment, I, that Grayson still gets a lot of shit oh, for yeah. when people get to that moment. Every time. Every time. Um, every time. But like I in my defense, all of my friends who are not like D and D podcast people who are just like people who play D and D are just like, Yeah, absolutely. Like that's one hundred percent kill it. Yeah, it's it's like the most valid decision you could have made. Like a wild animal that's demonic looking and is at growling yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah it's like, like every RPG game, right? Where it's like, go kill ten boars, right? It's like you don't bat yeah, an eye. It's like, oh, there's a fire right. dog. Of course you kill it. Oh my god, we're in Skyrim now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, uh, having having had time to reflect on that, I would do nothing differently. That's the end of my answer. I think it's extremely engaging, <laughs> and it makes people go, ooh, di- party dynamic. Because right after, Valen slams you into a wall, and we go, yeah, yeah. let's go! Well, and then we got that super cool key art you did of, like, a super anime action action line shot of, like, Valen and Grayson wrestling over the rifle, yeah. so, yeah. you know. Okay, next person, rolling the dice, Grant. Ooh, Same question. How does your character feel about the rest of the group? Uh, I mean, just as far as his natural sense of wanting to have that that natural just trust in everyone we were obviously all handpicked for a reason so i think that torash sees the natural light in in everyone so he had this initial trust to everyone and i think that now that we spent what what was what did we say like three or four days on terror 19 roughly i would say that it's Definitely. I think you hit. You just hit five. The sunrise of five days. Yeah. I, I would definitely say that he's grown more in that trust because he already had an initial point and in trusting everyone because of you know we were all picked for a reason. We all had our purposes for being here. Um, but when I when I would say that when Taurus sees that someone is possibly threatening the result of our mission because you know he's told that he's got to do something this is the end goal this is what we have to do and if something get it gets in the way of derailing that like i know we were all got concerned when we were when we all got concerned about what was going on with valen and then some of the shit that tanner was saying with um ephraim you know ephraim and whole nine years like that you know he was concerned that he was getting in the way so he obviously you know he definitely put his foot down with that um but yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that he's he's genuinely improved and has a lot more trust in everyone else than, than when he initially started. That's awesome. All right, next one up is Lindsay. Has your character grown and how? Going to be negative or positive? I would say she has been a pretty dynamic character in a sense that when she first came on board, she had no intention of creating or developing any sort of bond or relationship or investing in any of the other characters and she has 
um, in a sense that she's, you know, become more empathetic with some of the other characters and decided to befriend and trust some of them. Nice. You know, I think she is smoking less too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at her look at wow. her growth. Moving up in the world. Less wow. That's growth. That is growth. Yes it is. Yeah. Arlen, has your character grown and how? Um yeah, I believe he has. This is his first uh this is Valen's first group dynamic he's ever been on. Out of out of context of the like, you know, like of the campaign itself, like the only reason that he chose he, he was told to take this is because it gave him access to Terrant 19 you know when, so we needed right. to explore it through Lilith um, so yeah coming in with that sole intention of trying to explore as much as you can I mean ideally the whole the whole idea was we land we go explore there's no like searching for crystals and all that shit I would have had more time to, to excavate uh, artifacts but that just wasn't the case, and this is the first time he's actually had to part uh, to, to party up and you know uh, essentially learn how to play well with others because he's always kind of been on his own. You know, it's him and yeah. his rickety ship, and then Sir Charles, and Sir Charles is the only person that only 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 creature that he keeps around. So um, I feel like he's gotten a lot more compassion and a kind of understanding as to like why people go on adventures with groups, you know, because he, he never really, I don't think he ever understood like why would people team up with things? So that, that, that ends up being, like a, in his head, it was always like a why because that's a six-way split or it's a five-way split when I can just go about it and find what I need. I'm perfectly capable on my own. Smart, yeah. Yeah. So this is the first time he's actually having that realization and... Uh, and there's actually a little bit of hope for him as far as potentially breaking a contract with uh, with with Tareth. with with um with Lilith. Felix gotta open up. Yeah. Gotta be friends. You gotta have friends. Ellie, you're up next. What are you hoping will happen next in the campaign? And what does Pants hope? Are they the same? Are they different? Like, what are your hopes for the next couple episodes? Yeah, so I think probably the same between my character and myself. Um, I just hope for more exciting twists and turns um, for cool random things just pop out, like kind of on Terrant 18. It was kind of railroady, but then there was those like really cool um, moments of combat or like the ship where we're just like fighting a pile of sludge. I am looking forward to meeting all the cool different characters, and I know Pants um, likes to make new friends, so he'd be down for that. Um, but yeah, I think just going on random adventures to all the planets, if that if that is what we so choose, would be really really cool. Nice. And then Dylan. Same question. What are you hoping will happen next? And what what is Temple opening? Are those things the same or different? Um, I, I think they're somewhat aligned. Uh, I want uh, I just because I I love like the main story, the idea of this canon and the you know the wormhole and figuring out how all that works and what we can do about it. That's super interesting to me, and I can't wait to learn more. Um, but I think Temple's um. Temple's more focused right now on because uh, he kind of had a change of perspective in the swamp on that aside when he was kind of meditating on the the way of mercy. He's 
stepping away from this like really strict, you know, monastic, uh, totally self sacrificial, you know, uh, renunciate kind of thing. Uh, and, and to, to get further along in the way of mercy is spending more, he, he's, he's putting more focus into, I guess you could say worldliness attachments with people, um, kind of, you know, becoming invested in things that are, you know, before he would say are just ephemeral and they'll, you know, they're, they'll be gone as soon as they arrive kind of thing. He's putting more stock in, you know, his, his new friends and actually seeing them as, you know, friends beyond just, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend. I'm here to help. It's more like, no, you're, you're my friend and I care about you and I want to see the best for you. Um, so with that perspective, going out into the wider world again, that he's already sort of traveled as that renunciate, seeing it again as a uh, guy who's exercising worldliness and attachment will be kind of interesting for him. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's exciting. That's a really cool art character arc of growth. Should be neat. Well, that wraps up our first Echoes Through the Dial system. We want to do a huge shout out to Sam, Lorraine, Victoria, Ashley, Sydney, Monica, and Chris. Thank you for being Woo-hoo! our September Patreons. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And check us out next week, uh, or next two weeks, bi-weekly, uh, in a full, in a full, full, what is it, a full tonight. Check us out on the floor tonight when we um, we we will do another one of these uh, these fun little talk shows for you guys because we really appreciate it and you deserve all the content. All the content. The dungeon boys are out. Goodbye. Comb your hair. Brush your teeth. Bye bye.